This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Alright, tonight we have a very unique, very unique shiur. Um, I was told to speak about Hanukkah, miracles, and I was told to speak as well to incorporate with Tzfilah and Shiduch. I'm telling you, this is like the hardest, like all three in one shot. I mean, okay, so we're going to do it tonight. Um, we have the dedication is for Zivug Hagun, Ala Adina Bat Natalie and Daniela Bat Rosa. So B'zal Hashem, B'zal Hashem for only good things. Um, let's start. Look, when it comes to Hanukkah, you have to know, in the Halakha itself, it's days, which we will be starting it tomorrow night. Like, we are in within 24 hours. You understand what's going on? What is it now? It's about 8.30, 8.40, right? We're in within 24 hours of Hanukkah. Now, that being said, you have to know what the rabbis discuss about it. It's a discussion when you speak and you see the halakha about it. It's so strict to be happy. It's so strict to be happy. So much so that you have to be besimcha that it says, if, if, there's a person who wants to fast, let's say. A yard side or something like that. No, 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 not on Hanukkah. Why? Hanukkah is special days. We don't fast on these days. By the way, there's one exception. I'm not going to go through the halachot now. But there's one exception to the rule. If you want after the class, I'll tell you. Otherwise, besides this one exception, a unique exception, there's no fasting. And you see what it says about it. It's so strict. You have to eat, must eat. What is it about Hanukkah that at all? Speaks about... Now to eulogize, so important because these days are all so happy. Now let me explain. Let's explain. The, day, the year that Hanukkah happened, we should say that from that year they should make Hanukkah. But if you look at the Gemara, it doesn't say that. It says they came in, right? They found the Pach Shemen. It lasted... For eight days. Why do you need for the last for eight days, by the way? Why not nine? Why not for six? Anybody know? Very simple. It took... Everybody has to know this. Very simple. Because they had to get olive oil. And the olive oil where they got it from was called Nachal Asher. And over there they had to travel four days to get it and four days back. So it took them eight days. That's why it took them eight days. They had to go get the oil. Now, 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 now we understand why. It took them four days to go get it, four days to come back, so they knew it's going to take them eight days. So they lit this, and guess what? It lit for eight days. What would you do after eight days of seeing this open miracle? What would you do? I would make a party. I would go wild. Ah, you understand? I'm in the bed of Mignash. I'm lighting it up, and boom. <laughs> I, that's what I would do. Make a whole party. Get everybody. Get, get, get the whole world involved. No, no, no. What does it mean I say? The next year, they made Hanukkah. I ask you all, does that make sense? If I was in that era of Hanukkah, I'd say, I'd get everybody together, now we're celebrating Hanukkah from today on. No, the rabbis don't do that. The rabbis say, wait, let's wait next year, and then we'll do Hanukkah. What? Why? Why? Why, Why wait a year? 
Don't we know uh, there's an inyan of zizin makdim in mitzvot? When, when God does you a miracle, you know, there's something called seudat hoda'ah. You ever hear of seudat hoda'ah? Anybody hear of seudat hoda'ah? Where, where somebody happens a miracle to them and they come and they make a big, big seudat thanking Hashem for what miracle happened to them? You know what happened to a relative of mine? What happens to him? He goes to the doctor and he's taking like an extra x-ray on one of, his, uh, one of the organs, right? So the lady that's doing the thing, she put the x-ray. The, the, the doctor comes in, the doctor says, what are you doing? She's telling her, what are you doing? You got the wrong side. You took him all these scans. They put, you know, they, they put the item on him, no radiation. And only on that side. Got the wrong side, lady. Come on. It's the other side. You know? And I was like, oh my God, this guy's standing there. He's looking at the nurse. What are you giving me? There's such a nurse like this. He's screaming at the, he's screaming at the nurse. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Let me go to the other side. Now, yeah, take the other side. He's saying, take the other side. Scans the other side. And the doctor comes back after a few weeks and says, I analyzed, now that I had both sides, I analyzed both. The nurse did the biggest, biggest, biggest thing for you in your life. We found something on the left side, not on the right side. Because of that, we're taking that out. And they took out his cancer. It's a true story. And the guy made a, he made, this person made a big soda. You know how I know the story? Because it happened in our kolel. He came to the kolel and he made a big soda. What did he do? He didn't do it that many years later. He didn't die here. Wow, that's it, I'm good. Oh my goodness. Hashem, she messed up. She 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 scanned the wrong side. Yes, thank you, Hashem. Made the biggest seudah, thanking God. Wow. So I ask you all. That being said, when should Hanukkah be? That year. Why did the rabbis postpone it to the year after? The answer is. The Chidusha Harim says this, and many. This is the answer. Many rabbis bring this answer down. Listen to what they say. To incorporate, to make, to establish a holiday, a Chag, we have to see that this same aura is continuous. And if we see that, then we will establish that. And therefore the rabbi said, let's wait a year. Let's see and let's feel in the in the, in the air, in the neshamot, the rabbis felt this sensation. If we feel it in the air next year on Kafe Kislev, then we can determine that God will make this aura, this kedushah every year. And that being said, the rabbis felt it, and the rabbis said, every year, the kedushah of the miracles of Hanukkah is going to come, and therefore, celebrate it in a simcha way. And therefore, it's a sort of fast you must eat. And it's a sort of eulogize, you must not eulogize. Why? Because that aura exists, the same one exists nowadays. That's within 24 hours. And I'll prove it to you. What's the Baracha? What does that mean? Explain me. Shasani sim lavotenu that he made miracles for our fathers, lavotenu, bayamim hahem on those days. What are we saying, bazmanazeh? And these days, what do these days have to do with anything? Stop. Shasani sim lavotenu bayamim hahem. Berachah is over. No, 
the Barakha is not over. The Barakha is saying, because this time, we still have the Gdusha of the miracle of lights. And therefore, when you're coming in within these 24 hours that we have, you have to understand that. You know why you have to understand that? Because now your whole Hanukkah is going to be different. It's not going to be the same. Oh yeah, light, light the candle, eat some ganiyot. What do you have? Which one? Which jellies? Oh, you don't understand. They came out with a new one. What? what? Pistachio cream bombshell. What? What is this? They put the pistachio inside and upstairs. They forget about it. It's nuts. And they have the inside. They started putting pistachios. Pistachio nuts inside. Crazy. And you go, what? No. It's, it's, not, it's not about just the... the, the it's about that same Kedusha is coming down to us and Hashem saying, take advantage of these days. Because these days were the times of miracles. And what's one of the greatest miracle in a person's life? What is the greatest miracle in a person's life? And I'm going to tell you. One of, a lot of miracles by the way. The fact that we're alive and living... It's a miracle. The fact that you're born is a miracle. But one of the greatest miracles, like it says in Gemara Sota, it compares the miracle of getting married, finding a zivug. What does it compare it to? Who knows? Kekriyati Yamsuf, like the splitting of the sea. What was one of the greatest miracles that we had in history? The Kriyati Yamsuf. So I ask you all, how is the miracles of Shiduch have to do with the splitting of the sea? What does it have to do with the splitting of the sea? The fact that the sea split, oh, by the way, Yeshiduch, by the way, magic up there. By the way, I'd like to say uh, a nice Zvah Torah. I'm happy, let's say, uh, Abraham got married to Rachel. Beautiful, I'm so happy, Abraham, Rachel. We're, we're, we're viewing tonight that this Sheva Barachot is wedding. The, the beautiful miracle, like the miracle of the splitting of the sea. People look at you, wacko, what are you thinking? What are you going to do with the splitting of the sea now? What's the connection? What's the connection? You have the answer. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you like this. If you look in the Sheva Barachot, in the Sheva Barachot, there's Brachot. Seven Brachot, right? Sheva Barachot, seven Brachot. In that, in that, you'll see two Brachas that are back to back. Imagine saying, Shakoni Abdvaro and Shakoni Abdvaro. You're not allowed to do that. Somebody comes, he gives you a, you know, a, a nice Danish, Shakoni Abdvaro, then he gives you a donut. You can't mezonot. You can't do that. Why can't you, you can't go back to back brachot. There's two brachot that are back to back. You know which two? Next time you go to hear a Shev Brachot, you can look it up in the Sidur, you'll see. It says, Yotzer Ha'adam. Baruch Atah Hashem, Yotzer HaAdam, creating the, the Adam, the human, the Adam. And right after that, same thing, we end off. Baruch Atah Hashem, Yotzer HaAdam. Same Baracha. Okay, we'll add more in the second time, but with the same Baracha, Yotzer HaAdam, Yotzer HaAdam. Come on. Come on, what's the explanation to this? You can't do that. How do you say two Barachot back to back? Obviously, there's a big reason. I'll tell you tonight. The reason is, you must understand, everybody must understand, that when, when we were created, we weren't created here. 
by the way. You weren't created all. Uh, you weren't created in this world. You were created up in Shemaim. That's the honest truth. You were really created in Shemaim. Your neshama was created in Shemaim. Really was created in Shemaim. And before it came down your soul, Hashem took that soul and split it. And so once one half a soul is going to come into into a man's body. One half a soul is going to come to a woman's body. And you'll meet your soulmates in this world when you come together. Then you become, oh, I met, you, I met my soulmate. Have you heard that? I met my soulmate. Have you heard that? Oh, I met my... You, you come together, you come together, husband and wife. But you are one. You understand that? Huh? You are one. You are one. You are always one. Now, now that we understand that very clearly, now let's go back and explain how is it like the splitting of the sea. It's very simple. I don't know if you ever heard that, this before, but hear it now. When the sea, the Yamsuf was created, before it was created, it was built in there. Hashem's creating the sea. Yamsuf. I'm putting you down in the world, I'm creating you right now. Just know. Just know. One day the Jews are going to come and you're going to have to split. And we'll split you back together. But you will have to split. And this was in the beginning of the creation of the world. The sea had to know it was going to eventually split and come back. That's the same thing by humans. You were already one. And now you split. Now you're coming back together. This is one of the greatest miracles. How'd you come? What'd you do? How'd you do it? Hashem finds this. And if you look, any person get married, ask any person, how'd you meet her? How'd you meet him? What happened? Everybody has their story. story. Everybody. I have my own story, by the way. I'm not going to say it tonight. But I have my own story. It was crazy. I'm telling you, just a book about my Shiduk story. Everybody has a story. Everybody. How'd you meet? Ask your own parents. How'd you meet? You don't understand. That was by the wedding and she. Bottom line is, everybody has a story. A what? It's a miracle. That being said, when's the best time to pray for miracles? Hanukkah. Hanukkah. The miracle of Hanukkah, it's a, it's a blessing like we said. The same Kedushah that was always came with Zman So the time you pray for miracles, all the time you pray. And you want to pray, pray all the time. But now, you need miracles the most. This is the time you sit there and you pray and you pray and you pray. How many times do they say, by the Hadlaka Nerot, especially for, for ladies, you know, within the first half hour that it's lit, the Ketushah, you can't work. For the men, you work. For the ladies, don't work. It's brought down. I mean, Hagim, we don't work. We don't work. The ladies don't work. That half hour that it's being lit, it's Ketushah, it's holiness, and you pray in the candle. Oh, thank you. Please, Hashem, do this, do that. In the Amidah, you pour out your hearts. You pour out your hearts. Prayer is so powerful, but there's one nekuda, there's one ingredient that we must add to tefillah. And that's, that's what I'm telling you tonight. What is this? Here this good. We know, if a person, heaven forbid, killed Bishogeg, which means by accident, by accident, he was going on the ladder, and he fell down the ladder. Oh my goodness. And all of a sudden, some guy is there. 
he breaks his fall, huh, I'm alive. And this guy died. So what's the halacha? What do you have to do? The halacha says, you have to, the person who killed him by accident, what does he have to do? He has to run. He has to run to Yirmiklat. He has to run to Yirmiklat. He has to run to a city of refuge. You're now allowed, you have to stay in this city. You killed somebody by accident. You stay in this city. Now the question is, how long is this person that killed by accident staying in that city? How long? So the answer is, what did you say? Oh, Queen Gadol dies. When the Queen Gadol dies, then, what is he? He's free. So you know what the Gemara says? Gemara says something amazing. Listen to this Gemara. The mother of the queen, what do we do? The Gemara Makot. It says that the mother, his mother, the Kohen Gadol's mother, would make delicacies, brownies. I don't know what's the Bukhari Ashpalo, I don't know what it is, but, but the bottom line is, they would bring it, Shabbat, comes with Maza, nice platter. Who's this from? Wow, Vijanian, what is this? Oh, this is, this is amazing, what is this? And he gives a nice bottle of tequila, class Azul, whatever, 19, whatever, or whatever you want to do, you know? Whatever it may be. Right? The, the, the 25th anniversary, I don't know. Yeah, but it has something crazy. And they're putting it with the, with, ah, what is this? Who is this from? And they look, yours truly from the mother of the king Gadol. What? From the mother of the king Gadol? What is going on over here? What's happening over here? Why'd she even do that? Uh-huh. So you know this Gemara. He says, why? He says, because she doesn't want the people who killed Bishogek to pray to Hashem, Hashem, please, let the Queen Gadol die so I can go out free. So what does she do? She sends him all these different brownies and all these different goodies so he doesn't pray, so make him comfortable. So you give him that. You hear that? Now, it's correct. But let's stop. Let's analyze. Does that make any sense? Because you're going to give me a brownie? You want me to stay in, in, in City of Refuge? I don't see my family until... You don't want me to pray? What? Does that make any sense? Wait, wait. You know what's going to happen? What's going on over here? First, he killed by accident. Now he has to go run to the Miklat. And now he's going to run to the Miklat. And what is he going to do? He has to stay there until the Grand Adol dies. And you know what's going to happen? The, I have to, he has to stay there. The, the Grand Adol's mother is going to send me brownies. And now, since she sent me brownies, I'm not going to pray to leave. Of course you're going to pray. Yeah. Of course you're going to pray. You tell me you're not going to pray? Even if they give you hundreds. Imagine the guy's in jail and they give you some brownies. Oh, please, Hashem, you're going to still pray. Get me out of here. Oh, oh. The answer is very simple. The answer is, a person has to understand. Tefillah is like a slingshot. What's a slingshot? When you were a kid, you played slingshot or no? You had the Nerf one, no? You had the Nerf one, you slingshot, you know what I'm talking about? You had it or no? You had the real one. You had the, you had the real one, I knew it. <laughs> so you have, the, you have this slingshot. How does the slingshot work? Let's see, the one with shoe rocks, you had one. Shoe the rocks, you pull back. And the further you pull, the hollows will be painful. Exactly, the further it's going to fly the rock. 
Tefillah is the same way. The more you pull back and pray with kol halev, what's tefillah? What is the work of the heart? Zohi tefillah. That's tefillah. With all your heart is tefillah. The more you pray with all your kavana, with all your might, the further the tefillah is going to penetrate. Yeah? Yeah? Thank you. <laughs> the, 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 further, the further you pull back, that's it is. Vayetar. The pasuk says vayetar. You know what vayetar means? When it speaks about tefillah, in the Torah, one of one one a lot of places, but it says the word by Yetar. Etar is Ain. Ain. The, the root of the shortage of that word is Ain Taf Resh. What is that? Gemara and Sukkah speaks about it. It's a pitchfork. It's a pitchfork. So you tell me Tfilah is a pitchfork? What's going on over here? You know what the Gemara answers? Yes. Because what does a pitchfork do? You take it, you take a fork, you go inside the hay, and you turn it around. You can change decrees with your tefillah. It's like a pitchfork. It's like you're going in and you're changing the whole decree. How'd you do that? With your tefillah, with your words. You have to understand how powerful it is when you're standing in front of a kadosh. But when praying that shame, you have to realize you are standing there that you could do wonders. There's a Gemara in Mesecha Chagiga, second panic says, for the Tzadikim Hashem takes the tefillah, the Malach takes the tefillah, and the Gemara says in the second panic, I'll show it to you exactly where it says it. It says the Malach takes your tefillah, the tzaddik's tefillah, and makes a crown and throws it to Hashem. Mara says that. Imagine, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, and now what does it do? It's, be, it's being thrown to Hashem with Malach, a crown. You're making a crown to Hashem with tefillah? How are you going to pray next time? You're going to pray to Amidah. Where am I going for winter vacation? Am I going to far this year? Am I going to Cancun? What am I doing this year? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I and everybody's going away, Pesach. Which Pesach should go when it goes? <laughs> Come on, now Pesach, you just start the Amidah. But it's funny, because only when you start Amidah, when you're playing on the board, it doesn't come to you. Where are we going, Pesach? When you go there, Amidah, you're already in 15 places in one shot. What happened? What happened? The answer is, you have to realize the power that you have with your words. Your words are so powerful. If you would just realize how powerful it is, you'll understand, oh, I'm praying to Amidah, I'm praying in front of HaKadosh Baruch and you can pray to Hashem anytime, by the way. Anytime you can pray. But in the Amidah, it's serious, because there's a lot of laws about the Amidah. You can't look around, you gotta look, be serious, either look at this, you do it, or close your eyes. You can't just look around, like that Ben Chai says, very, very strong things against it. If a person looks around when he's praying to Amidah, very strong things. Amidah, you're praying in front of HaKadosh Baruch It says, if you're standing, what does it say? Da mi omed. Know who you are standing in front of. You're standing in front of Melech Malchei Melachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hashem's giving you many opportunities to do it day and day, day and day and day. Imagine you get to stand in front of Hashem. Like they always say, I remember growing up, think about it, you want to, you want to speak to the biggest leader in the world. You can't, you can't, you can't get there. It's impossible, it's so hard. Hashem says, I'm the Melech Malchei Melachim. Come to me, come to me, come to me, talk to me. You want to pray in front of me? Start on Monai Sevatai Tiftach and pray, Allah, let me hear what you have to say. And Hashem is waiting here. And what do you have to say? Okay, let me hear, let me hear, let me hear. And the Malachim are waiting to take that also Tefillah to make him a crown. How are you going to pray now? Tell me, how are you going to pray? Tomorrow I want to know when you're going to pray to Amidah. How are you going to pray to Amidah tomorrow? I want to know how you're going to do it. And boom, boom, boom. All you're going to do, wow. 
And he says, no, I'm, where I'm, I'm who I'm standing in front of. Look who I'm standing in front of. You know, this is not a joke. Even the way you dress, this halachot how you dress. Now, I'm not going to play with my uh, sandals, this, that, my PJs. Oh, I just got up, uh, right? No! I got to wear something respectful. I'm praying in front of Hashem. Praying in front of Him. Some people put their jacket on, they put the hat on, they put this, they put that. Some people I know, He puts only a tie, always makes wakes, 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 wakes a tie. So what are you doing? Why are you putting a tie? He so I'm praying in front of Hashem. I got to look good. <laughs> okay, is that good? Okay, you want it? Each own, you know what I'm saying? But everybody has a thing. I know, sometimes they put, some, some guys they put the gel, you know, right? what are you doing? I'm praying in front of Hashem, you know, it's not a joke, I look good, okay, very nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, that being said, you have to realize the power that you have within you, especially within these days. Now, there's another thing that we must discuss, and that is, it's a, it's a lesson in life, and it's a lesson for husband and wife. It actually rhymes, no? It's a lesson in life, and it's a message between husband and wife. I like it. Anyway, you write it down for me. <laughs> so, what is it? And that is like this. That is, if you look, if you look, what happened... The 25th of Kislev, many, many years ago, besides Chanukah, there was something else that happened. And what was that? It was the completion of the Mishkan. Mishkan was like Beit HaMikdash. Imagine like Beit HaMikdash, right? Beit HaMikdash. Completion Mishkan. And it finished the 25th of Kislev, the same time as Hanukkah. And what happened was, it was so happy, the mother of Kislev was so happy, and said, wow, I'm so happy, finally, something amazing that's happening in my mouth, this is fantastic. Hashem says, wait, we're not going to open the Mishkan yet. It's built, it looks gorgeous. Beautiful, you did a great job, Moshe, beautiful, unbelievable. But it's not going to be open yet. The grand opening of the Mishkan is going to be when? Nisan. Hey, what happened? You scooched me. You know, the Kislev says, ah, you gave me a holiday finally, and I took it away. Come on! Hashem had reasons to do it in Nisan. One of the reasons they bring down is because the Avot HaKadoshim were born in Nisan, so therefore he wanted to open it inauguration in the month of Nisan. Now Kislev says, Hashem, what's, uh, what's going to be with me? She says, don't worry. No, 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 no. We're going to put you the same day, we're going to make another holiday. Over there, the light of Hanukkah is going to come, Cafe Kislev. And that being said, what do we read? Every Hanukkah for the Torah. Every day, starting Monday morning, this Monday morning, we are going to hear from the Torah. Every day for all eight days. A reading specially read on Hanukkah. You know what we read? I'll tell you right now. We're reading what happened in the grand opening of the Mishkan. So what happened during the grand opening? There was a president of every tribe. They were called Nesi'im. President of Reuven. Shimon. Right? 
Yehuda, Yisachar, each one. The president would go ahead and he would offer a sacrifice. If you look, we were going to read it coming up, every sacrifice that they brought. And you know what's very, very peculiar and unique? They all brought the same sacrifice. You know what the problem is on this? Problem is, the Torah will not write not even an extra letter. Not even an extra letter. Over here, the Torah could have said, by the way, these are the following presidents of the Shevatim, and they all brought this korban. Wouldn't that be sufficient? If I were to tell you what happened that day, oh yeah, we had all these presidents. President of Shimon was this, President of Yehuda was this, President of Yisrael was this, and they all brought this korban. Much easier. If they brought the same korban, why are you saying it again and again and again and again and again? Answer is, there was a man named Netanel ben Suar. Netanel got up there and says, whoa, 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 whoa. If we're going to make this uh, korbanot, and it's going to be day after day after day, everybody's going to try to outdo each other. He's going to bring one cow, and the next day, he's not going to bring one cow. The next, the next president is going to bring two cows, but not just a regular cow. A cow that's massaged for, for 48 hours. I don't know what they call it. Wagyu meat, this meat. I don't know what do they do. In Japan, they don't understand what time does it. You don't understand this, this piece of steak is three, four hundred dollars. Like, what is it, Dr. Like, it's the same thing. No, you don't understand. They massage the cow. I was like, massage a cow. I never heard of my life. What they go like this? Yeah, they have a massager. They have this. They have, I never, I never heard. So the next day, what does he do? He goes and he brings an even better cow. And then the next day, oh yeah, you, you, you massage it 48 hours, I'm going to massage it 72 hours. And every guy is going to do something crazier than the next. And each, each korban is going to be wilder than the next. And everybody's going to try to outdo the next person. So they got together. And you know what they said? I have an idea. Let's all give the same korban. You give this, and we'll give that. You give this, and we'll give, we'll give everybody the same korban. You're going to do that? Yes, I'll do that. You'll do it. Everybody got together? Yeah. If everybody agrees, we're going to give the same, same cow, same this, same bull, same... Everybody's in. Okay, great. Let's do the same one. So why are you repeating it? Because Hashem says, you were so unified together, it's as if... It's as if to me, so precious that you guys are so, like, one. I want to write it down. One by one by one by one by one to show you how much I appreciate and how much I love the unity that I have amongst you that you didn't want to outbeat each other. You know, after I said this today in, in one of my classes on, on the Shabbat, on the Shabbat class in the morning, someone said, Rabbi, I wish you could be like that. I said, Why? So you don't understand. My wife sees her friends driving a range. She needs to drive a range. I, I want to really give a Honda, but she, I wish everybody could drive the same Honda and that's it, you know? I, mean, I, have, to, I, have, to, I, have, to, I have to go with a, with a crazy car like this. I have to, because you know, she's driving a thousand, two thousand dollars, three thousand, whatever it is, uh, I, have to, I have to do that. Everybody the same. This is, what, this is what he was telling me. But what is it? The point being is, every single person, they did the same. Why? We're all one. I should say, you all one? I want to write it down. Everyone, you're so unified like that, I want to write it down. You know on Shabbat, you're not allowed to bring korbanot on Shabbat. Unless it's for tzibud. Unless it's for everybody. 
Otherwise, if you if you decide Shabbat when the Beit Hamikdash comes, I want to bring a Quran. I, don't, I, don't, I want to bring. I love Hashem so much. Hey, take my cow. Take this. Take my bull. Take my. No, you can't do that. Take my cow. You can't do that. Why? Because it's Shabbat. But if it's for the public, you're allowed. Why? What's the difference? There's a big difference. Shevet Ephraim. It's brought down on Shabbat. He was the, the, the he brought a korban. The Nesiim, the leaders. As the inauguration happened. How can you bring it on Shabbat? The rabbi is this. How can you bring it on Shabbat? You know what the answer is? Because it became like a public korban. The fact that everybody got together and all agreed to give the same korban. Hashem says, now it's considered a public. It's not private. You all got together as one. It's public. You hear what's going on? That's unity. It says a husband and wife, when they're peaceful together... Every, I, I'm sure everybody knows this. It's so so good to hear again. How do you spell Ish? Aleph Yud Shin. How do you spell Isha? Aleph Shin Hey. What's in the Ish, the letter, that's not in the Isha? Which one, guys? The Yud. And Isha is the Hey. When they're together, Ish and Isha, the Yud and the K, which is Hashem's name, they get together in Shalom. Heaven forbid, if they're not in peace, you take the Yud out of the Ish, what do you spell? Ish. Fire. You, spit, you, you take the, the hay out of the Isha, what does it spell? Esh, fire. You hear what's going on over here? If you're together, you have peace, you have Hashem in your life. That's what it is. There was a couple getting married, he tells me something's very special. He says, when I got married, the first night I told my wife, we never, ever, ever fight. If we ever fight, if we ever have a fight, it might happen. You know, not everybody's perfect, but if we do, we're not going to sleep until we make up. Until, apologies, I forgive you, you forgive me. And he told me he's married over 10 years. He said they only had a few fights, maybe a little bit, at any time. They didn't go to sleep. I apologize, you apologize, you make up. You know, because why? Shekinah has to be in my house. I'll figure it out, I'll work it out. I don't care what, the Shekinah is not leaving my house. We're going to work it out. We're not going to sleep tonight until we figure this out. What's going on? Let me hear. They work it out and they, amazing, amazing. I'm so on Orbach. They say one time, the students were, were walking into his house, and you see there, he had a long beard, and he's stroking his beard, like, you know, has like a course. Rabbi, what's going on? Like, what's going on, Rabbi? See, you're not understanding. I'm coming home to my wife. I said, so everybody comes home. But when I come home, when I walk inside, I'm greeting the Shekhinah. If I'm greeting the Shekhinah, I want to look good for the Shekhinah. It's like that. You know what's going on? That's what it is. You look good for the Shekhinah. You know what Shlomo Zahn Orbach said when his wife passed away? He passed away many years ago. You know what he said with his wife? This is what he said. He got up when his wife passed away. He says, usually people get up. And you know how they ask forgiveness? I ask forgiveness for my wife to forgive me for anything I did wrong to her. And he says in the funeral, he says, I will not be asking forgiveness because I know 100% my whole entire life I didn't do anything wrong to her. (laughs) Wow. You can do that? You can do that? You know what that is? You know what that is? Imagine? Wow! It's so wild! It's amazing! It's a, wow! Never a botai, you have to understand. You have to understand what it is, how you have the unity. You know, we have the story, an amazing story, of a lady named Yehudit. Yehudit happens to be. She is the star 
of the Hanukkah miracle, one of the main stars. And that's why they say for ladies, it's so chamur, uh, so strict that within the first half hour of the lighting, they're very strict. They should focus on the, uh, you know, don't focus on any work, don't do laundry, don't do this, don't do focus on the halakha. Whoa, what's going on? She was the star. But what did she do? She was the daughter of the Yochonen Kohen Gadol, and the emperor at the time, the chief emperor, wanted to be with her. And she says to him, have some, some of this cheese. Take, taste this cheese. She put extra salt in it so she, he could be very, very, very thirsty. Taste the cheese. Wow, delicious. It's good. Have another piece. Take the whole tray. Take the whole tray. What do you want? All of a sudden it hits him. Now I'm thirsty. You have water? My house, I drink only wine. This is highline stuff over here. You want? I give you wine. Not I don't have water. Nothing else. Orange juice, apple juice, nothing. Just wine. You want? <laughs> I need. I need a drink. I need a drink. I need a drink. Okay, I think it's a wine. L'chaim, you know, she's making like l'chaim, but she's not drinking. She just pulls it out like this. L'chaim, drink again. Wait, wait, because there's one more l'chaim. What do you mean? Uh, are you a man? If you're a man, one more l'chaim, and then he's out again. You know, another, another one, another one. Before you know it. He falls asleep. He's tired, he falls asleep. She takes out the sword. Cuts his head off. But she doesn't just cut his head off. Look at the bravery of Yehudit. She holds the head, brings it into a bag. Imagine, imagine a lady doing that. I got, I got, you got to come with me, buddy. <laughs> come with me. I'll put you in my bag. Without no, maybe, you know, Chanel bag. What do you have in the Chanel bag over there? You don't want it now. You don't want it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Put him there. Open it up. Seals it down. She's walking into Yerushalayim. Goes to Jerusalem. What do you got in the bag? She goes to the, you know, Hashbonaim and father. Don't get surprised. Boom. Ah! We got him. <laughs> It's amazing. Wow, 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 wow. He takes the head. They take the head. And they put it on a high pole. And they're showing off to everybody. Look, we, 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 we won. Look, 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 look. All the Greeks. What happened? They all, oh, we're finished. That's it. We won the war. I have one question. What's the difference if his head is up there, his head is not there? What happened that the Greeks couldn't fight anymore? They automatically got paralyzed. They automatically got, ah, what's going on? What happened? They can't continue fighting? What happened to the Yevanim? What happened to the Greeks? Very simple. That was their leader that unified them. Now that he died, what happens? I'm the leader. No, I'm the leader. I'm the, oh, you're the leader. Ah, I'm the leader now. Oh, you're the leader. Boom. Everybody's fighting with each other. They didn't have the unity. And the second you don't have unity, what happens? Balagan, tach, 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 boom. Boom. <coughs> it happens a lot. Many times. What, what happened? We were having so much berakha. What happened? Because we're not together. Happy it's not beshalom. It's not peaceful. Come together in peace. That's a very important lesson. Rabotai, these are lessons to be learned tonight. That, just to go over real quick. Remember, Hanukkah is a time where the or is here. It's the same miracle aura 
that happened then is happening again now. And therefore we have to take advantage to use these days properly, to pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And like we said, tefillah is like a slingshot. The more kavanah you have, the more further it's going to pull. This is the lessons we have to learn. And don't forget, unity. That's why a lot of people, when they're lighting the candles, they have family. It's a great thing. What are they doing? All the family gets together, and they're, they're lighting the menorah, because the unity is coming back. And when you have that unity always strong, and we, we strengthen that, then you have to understand, the bracha is matsui, is found even more with that unity. So Hashem, I hope everybody remembers these lessons. Review it. It's going to be on Torah time. Share with your friends. You can share with your friends. Mezad Hashem, we should only have a, a great Hanukkah. And uh, good things. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.